Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. The title of my message today is called Wait on Him. A lot of times, you know, we just have to wait. Amen. But I want to use the the scripture, first of all, out of the book of Acts chapter 1, starting in verse 1. This is in the former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Unto the day that he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he was chosen. He had chosen. Amen. After his suffering, he presented himself. He presented to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion in verse 4, while he was eating with them, he gave them this commandment. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, this is God's promise. But today, I want you to realize that God used Jesus and, and, and he spoke to his disciples and he said unto them, one thing he commanded them to do is to wait in Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem, but wait. Because see, when we listen to the word of God, when we listen to what God has for us and for our lives, he's wanting us to stay where we're at because he's not done. He's not done, finished, and instructing us on what's going to happen, what's going to take place. But here, one thing that that I realize that is that there's got to be an anticipation in our lives and our walk with the Lord. We don't just come here to just sit here and, and hear somebody talk. God has wanted us to realize that there's got to be something stirring in his house. And, and if you're not coming to hear, to hear the word of God stirring your lives and stirring your hearts, because he, he told his disciples, and not just his disciples, those that were followers, to wait. And they waited. And when they waited and waited and waited and they waited, so sometimes we get impatient. We don't like to wait. And, and they waited till that day of Pentecost came and they were in the upper room. But they waited with anticipation of what was going to happen, what was going to take place. But we're going to leave that for, for right now. We're going to come back there later, all right? Because God, God's message is not about just waiting. It's about the instructions that he gives his people. And we look at a man named Moses. And, and, and here Moses is, 
out tending his flock for his father-in-law, Jethro. And, and he's led out into this place, the Mount Horeb. And it's called the mountain of God. And while he's there, he sees this bush burning. Have you ever seen fire up close? Have you ever seen what it does, the destruction it does? But yet he sees this fire, he sees this flame, and he sees this bush, but yet it's not being consumed. It gets his attention. And a lot of times is that when we're here gathered together, God wants to get our attention. He has to get our attention for some reason, for some purpose. God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. But if he doesn't get our attention, we're not going to know what it is. And here he gets, he gets Moses' attention. Hold on here. And here we're in the book of Exodus chapter 3. And now Moses is tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God, where the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that through that bush it was a fire, but it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. And when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, and God called to him within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses says, Here I am. Do not come closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And this Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Amen. Here God got his attention. He saw that flame. He saw that fire. But he noticed that the bush was not burning. See, what has God shown you? What is he trying to do to get your attention? Amen. What is he doing? If you came here and if you haven't gotten gotten touched by the word of God then he hadn't got your attention if you if you sat here throughout the worship and and nothing ever touched your life by hearing people glorifying God and worshiping God and praising God and giving them thanks because of what God has already done in your life he hasn't got your attention see one thing is God has to get our attention first of all for anything to ever happen when you got saved, God had to get your attention. That word of God that spoke to you, whoever it was that spoke to you, whatever word that you read got your attention to change your life. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. That's why you keep coming back because there's something that is effective through the word of God. It's life. The word of God is life that touches you. But if, but if you don't respond, you don't take heed to it, you don't listen to it, you don't follow and be obedient to what he's given you, you're going to lose out. See, God says he's got a plan and a purpose for you. Now we're going to look at the book of Exodus chapter 3. 
Verse 7, he said, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. And I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The home of the Canaanites, the Hevites, the Amorites, the Prezerites, the Hevites, the Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. And I've seen why the way of the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, verse 10, so now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. See, there was a plan and a purpose for God getting Moses' attention. And he had to, he came, you think about it, he came to where Moses was at. Moses didn't go to him. God came to him first and got his attention and drew him closer. See, what God is wanting you to do is once he's got your attention and once you once you have realized that it's God that's trying to get your attention, He's going to draw you closer to Him. You know something? If if you don't realize that, that's what God wants to do. Is He's trying to draw you closer to Him. If you're coming here and you're not getting drawn closer to God, then you're missing out on what He wants to do in your life. Moses realized that he saw something that got his attention, and he came closer and closer and closer, and that God says that now that you've gotten this far, stop. Take off your sandals because you're standing on holy ground. Now, I want you to know this is the house of God. This is the temple of God. This is holy ground that you're standing on. You have to realize that God wants to do something in his house, in this place. You're here, you're gathering together, just like they were in the day of Pentecost but with anticipation. You have to realize that God wants to speak to you. God wants to move through your life. God wants to instruct you on what you need to do. He's telling us that we're going to cross over. But in order to cross over, you have to listen to what he's going to tell you. You can't just go in and do what you want to do. You can't do it your way. Our ways in the past, we've messed up. We messed up so bad that we needed Jesus to help us to change our minds, to change our attitude, to cleanse our body. He's not looking for people that say, I can't. Moses, the first thing he told, G, told the Lord, he says, I can't. He, God told, go, go to Pharaoh to get my people out of Egypt. And first thing that Moses did is, I can't because I don't have the right speech. I don't, I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to communicate to people. You know, God doesn't want to hear, we can't. He'll listen to us. It's okay, all right, you can use your brother. But you know something? When God calls you, he doesn't want to use somebody else. When God instructs you to do something, he's not calling the person next to you to do it for you. 
One thing about Moses that when he got to Egypt, when he got to Pharaoh, he ended up doing the talking. You read it. Because, see, he knew and he realized that God had called him, not his brother. God got his attention. Has God has ever gotten your attention while you're here? Have you heard something being spoken over to you? Wait, maybe during the conference or maybe during a, 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 a pastor coming here to visit and preach or maybe an evangelist coming here and spoke over your lives. And what have you done with it? What have you done with what God has given you? What are you doing with what God has spoken to your, your life? We have brother and sister that stepped up in ministry because God spoke to their lives and they're doing Saturday Night Alive and, and God is moving through that. But they listened to the word of God. They listened to what God was telling them and showed them what they needed to do. And they got up and they took a step of faith. But a lot of us, we don't want to get up and we don't want to take that step of faith. We don't want to see what God wants to do in our lives. We don't want to be used by God. We want to be like Moses. I can't. I stutter. I don't know how to talk. If God thought that about you, he wouldn't have come to you. God is wanting to take the ordinary person that you are. That's right. We're just ordinary people. And he's wanting us to step out into the supernatural. He's not going to do it for you. You have to make that step. You have to take that step. You have to say, okay, God, here I am. Use me, God. I'll, I'll do what you want me to do. But if you don't take that step, you're going to be sitting and sitting and sitting and sitting. And God's not looking for sitters. God's not looking for somebody that they'd say, I can't. He's looking for somebody that will step out of their ordinary lives and just do what he's asked you to do. Yet here Moses led the people of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness. But it came to a point in his life that he had to, he had to pass the baton now. He had to give that baton. He had to give that ministry over to Joshua. Because see, one thing about the Lord is when he's telling us to do something, he's instructing us how to do it and when to do it and do it the way he's wanting us to do it. And Moses didn't do it that way. Moses was told to touch the rock, but Moses struck the rock. And it prevented him from going into the land flowing with milk and honey. So here we see Joshua. Joshua is now the one that's going to be instructed God's people. And here we look at uh, in the book of Joshua. Let's see. And Joshua chapter 6. Amen. Let me come back to here. Ah. Verse 1. And it says, Now the gates of Jethro, Jericho, were suddenly barred because of the Israelites. It's amazing here. They already know that they're outside the camp. They already know that the Israelites are outside the gates. And... They barred these, these gates, this city, so that no one can go out and no one can come in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands among with, all, with the king and his fighting man. 
March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Given instructions, as always. God has given instructions. For six days, they marched around the city. Amen. Have seven priests carrying the trumpets of the ram's horns in front of the ark. And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. And when you hear them sound a long blast of the trumpets, how the whole army give a loud shout, a loud shout when they heard the long blast of the trumpets. Anybody here, can, can anybody here shout? Oh, come on. Come on. God says a loud shout. Come on. I want to see the roof jump. Shout. Oh, come on. Shout. You know what happened when they shouted? God moved. But they had to do it the way God had instructed them to do it, to walk around once each day for six days and on the seventh day, seven times. And then they shouted when they heard the long blast of the trumpet and the walls came down. But it's by following the instructions that God had given them. Amen. Those walls, they were thick walls. I was doing a little research about those walls. They were maybe 12 to 15 feet high, maybe over three foot wide in thickness. Those walls weren't going to fall on their own. And if we went in there with our power and our might and our wisdom and our knowledge and tried to just go into that city, we wouldn't make it. But God told them what to do. And all they did was marched around that city and marched around it. And on the seventh day, just being obedient and listening to what God had told them to do, those walls came down when they shouted. And they marched in. The army of God just walked in because those walls came crumbling down. That's what God wants to do in our lives. He wants to break down those walls in our lives. He wants to destroy those walls that are in our lives. And all he has to do is get our attention and give us instructions to know, to know how to do it. Don't do it your way. Don't lean on your own understanding, he says. But listen to what I have to say. Listen to what I have to do and tell you. And be strong and, and encourages, he says. In Joshua 1, 7, it says, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it from the right or from the left. Amen? Be successful wherever you go. Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prophesied prosperous, and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. Wherever. God is going to be with you. God was with the children of Israel. 
You know, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. But that day came. And they crossed over the Jordan. And the first city that they came to was Jericho. But see, God wants you to realize that before you go into that city, you have to follow instructions and wait. And they waited. They waited. They, they took them 40 years to get there. That's a long wait. A long wait. How many of us have waited for something to happen in our lives and we get impatient? We, we try to do it our way. We try to do it with our knowledge and our understanding. And I, I, I know what it's like to do stupid things. Because even when my wife was around, one year when I lost my job that I had, and I, I, well, I, I know how to make some quick money. My wife said, don't do it. Don't do it. But I didn't listen. See, it's the same thing with God. He's wanting us to listen, but I didn't want to listen. I wanted to make some quick money. And, that, and instead of making quick money, I lost what I had instead. See, that's what happens when we don't listen, when we don't follow instructions, when we don't hear from God. My wife was hearing from God and all I was hearing from myself. Don't listen to yourself. Don't listen to who you are. God has wanted to change that self that you are. Why? Why? Because we mess up. Why? Because we don't know what to do. When they came into the crossover to Joshua, Joshua instructed them to follow the priests that were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and he told them to stay far behind them and listen to what they tell you. And not only that, but he said that when you go in, you don't know where you're going. You don't know which way to go. You haven't been there before. And this is one, one part of the scripture that has been with me for these last, this past year about not knowing which way to go and where you, and you've never been there before. See, one thing that God wants you to realize is you haven't been there. You haven't been there. Will you listen to the instructions I'm going to give you? Will you be obedient? Will you just wait and wait and wait and wait until I tell you to move and go forward? But see, we don't want to wait. We take it upon our own to do it our way. God's wanting us to realize that when we do it his way, he's going to get the glory. He's going to get the praise and he's going to get the glory. And we're going to honor him when we do it his way. Amen. Pastor, our pastors came out here to this city. But, you know, before they came out here to this city, God had to tell them, this is the city I'm going to put you in. But not only that, he says, I'm going to send you. Just like he told Moses, I'm going to send you, Moses, go, to go back into Egypt, to go to Pharaoh, to bring my people out. But God sent our pastors, Art and Maria, out here to this city. He says, I'm going to use you to touch the lives that are in this city. But not only that, but now he's brought them. This is 21, 22 years later to cross over. God has been preparing this, this congregation, this con not, not somebody else. God has been preparing you, the followers here, 
to cross over for what? For a plan and a purpose that God has for us. Because see, that city is out there. It's lurking out there with the enemy, the devil, the lies and the deceit. And he's telling us that it's time for us to cross over, but I want to show you how you're going to take the city. You can't take the city the way you think you're going to take it. You can't just go in there and say, I, I, this is my plan. God says, no, I want you to follow my plan. Follow his plan. Follow his plan. And he's going to give you a laid out instructions on how to do it and how to comp- how to follow what he wants you to do and to wait where he's telling you to wait. They waited in the upper room with anticipation. They waited to see what God was going to do. They waited because God promised them the Holy Spirit. They waited. And when they waited, that day at Pentecost, when they waited, there was a mighty rushing wind in that upper room. Because they waited. Because they followed instructions. Because they stayed in Jerusalem. Because they heard from God. God's wanting us to wait and follow instructions. So when we go into this land, this valley that we're in, He's wanting us to take it. He's not wanting us to destroy and annihilate the people, but to win the people back for Jesus. But a lot of times we think, oh, gee, I got, I figured it out. I know how, what we're going to do. I know how we're going to win the people. No, you don't. You didn't even know how to save yourself. You didn't know how to cleanse yourself. You didn't know how to heal yourself. You didn't know how to deliver yourself. Come on, let's be honest. But yet we're going to go out and we're going to do it our way. No. You know what changed our lives? is The Word of God. Somebody spoke to you. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody gave you a track. Somebody invited you to church. Somebody invited you to a Bible study. Somebody invited you to their home. But are we doing that? Are we doing that today? People, God waited, and there was 120 people waiting in the upper room. There wasn't just a few. There wasn't just a couple. They waited with anticipation because they wanted what God had for their lives. That's why we come to church, because we want what God has for our lives, but we come here with anticipation that God's going to move and do something in us and show us what we need to do for the kingdom of God in this city. But we don't listen. We don't want to listen. We don't want to hear. We don't want to do what God's calling us to do. Instead, I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I got it, God. We go out the door and we fall on our face. Yeah, I got it. No, I don't need your help. I got it. You're all bloody. Nose is busted. You can't even get up off the ground. God says, you sure you got it? Let me help you. Because see, that's what God wants to do is he wants to help us. He wants to guide us. He wants to be the the director in our lives. 
He wants to be the author and finisher of our faith. Because we can't do it on our own. You know, it took him 40 years to get to the promised land. And then even then, before they stepped over, they had to listen to instructions again. But I thought about, about that 40 years, and, and, and I remember the story, and it's in the book of John, chapter 5. And sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now, in Jerusalem, there's near the Sheep Gate a pool, which is in the Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people lie there, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. And there was one that had been there, and hold on, an invalid for 38 years. Amen? 38 years. You can imagine sitting there for 38 years and watching the waters being stirred. The angel of the Lord stirring the waters year after year. And this man lied there for 38 years. Verse 6, And when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been there in this condition for a long time, he asked him, if this is what he asked him, do you want to get well? Amen. Do you want to get well? What do you think the man replied? No. No. You know what the man replied? I have nobody to put me in the water. Jesus didn't ask him if you had somebody to put you in the water. Jesus asked the question, do you want to get well? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be saved? He didn't ask him, did you have somebody to put you in the water? See, a lot of times we want to think it out our way. But he says, no. The God has wanted to do something here today, too. And if you haven't realized that God is stirring the waters in your life, God is stirring the living water, the well of water that is inside of you. That's the anticipation that God wants you to have, is to realize that He's wanting to stir up your lives. Not to just sit here and listen to, oh, that's a great word, Pastor. So what? You, you could tell that to the pastor, and you tell that to the pastor, and then you go out the door and you don't do nothing with it? What good is hearing the word of God being preached if you're not going to let it touch your heart? Jesus said one thing to him. Do you want to get well? See, God is wanting to look at your lives and say, do you want to get well? Some of you are here and you're not well. You've been hearing the word of God, but you're still not well. So you're deciding, oh, do I want to, do I want to follow instruction? Do I want to wait? Well, Jesus told the man, you don't, basically Jesus was telling the man, you don't need to wait no more. I'm here. I'm the giver of life. I'm the healer. I'm the deliverer. 
And that man had to realize that Jesus turned around and told him, get up and walk. Get up and walk. Simple instructions that he gave him that day was get up and walk. And he was whole. Because he followed instructions and he got tired of waiting on himself. Himself couldn't put him in the water. But Jesus wasn't, was there. He's the living water. Amen. In Hebrews 13, 7 through 8, he says, Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Imitate their faith. Don't look, if, if you're going to look at me, look at how I live. If you're going to look at your brothers and sisters, look at how they're living. That are teaching you, that are instructing you, that are helping you, that are guiding you. Because that's what God wants you to realize, is that if you've got to imitate the truth. Not the lie, the truth. In Proverbs 9, 9 through 11, he says, Instruct the wise and they will get wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. Amen. See, what, one thing that God's wanted to do is instruct us and teach us. It, it, it's a learning process. And, and I was sharing uh, with my brother in the cafe. I says, you know something? I, I've been saved for 40, going on 40 years, but you know something? I learn something every time I read the Word of God. As, as, as often as I read it, and for 40 years, I always find something that I didn't even know before. Why? Because God's always going to show us something if we'll listen and hear it. Amen? Amen. As we close this morning, God is stirring in the house. You know, if you haven't realized God's stirring the house, if you haven't listened to the, the prophetic word that has been spoken over us this morning, and the word of God is wanting to teach us and, and help us to, to wait upon him to do things the way he's called us to do. But see, the stirring that God is wanting to do is in your lives. Maybe you're here and maybe you're not saved. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And maybe you're out there watching. And maybe you're backslidden in your heart. And God's wanting to touch you right now. Because see, one thing, the reason why you're here or the reason why you're watching is because God has got your attention already. Amen. God has got your attention. But if you're not saved today, you know, all you have to do is raise your hand and say, that's me. If you're backslidden in your heart, that's me. Uh, if you need a Savior, that's me. If you need hope, you need deliverance, that's me. If, you, if you're struggling, if you're struggling in life, and, and you need deliverance from whatever it is that you're, you're in bondage to, then God's wanting to set you free today. He's wanting to stir that in your life today. He's wanting to stir that water in your life today. He's wanting you to realize that you can get healed. You can get delivered. You can be set free.